The Chicago Bears have faced off against the Detroit Lions already once this season, but this time's a little bit different. The Detroit Lions are now the team that's beat up. Me, C-Dub, Bobby, we're going to talk about it all and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. We make it up for the usual Wednesday episode where we all together. It's just a day late, not a dollar short. It is what it is. We live tonight. Uh, we got a couple of things to talk about. So the Bears face off against the Detroit Lions. It's going to be an important game for the Bears. Defense has really stepped up. We've seen the offense step up in some games, but we haven't seen them both do it at the same time. There's some hope that the Bears are going to be able to do that against the Detroit Lions team. But this is a team that comes in now with a lot of injuries at key positions for it. So you got uh, their starting center is out in this game. You also got, uh, you know, so that changes their offensive line. You got a defensive tackle in McNeil who's going to be out. He's one of their best players as well. And they have an injured linebacker uh, in this game as well. Do you think uh, the, the, the Bears can come in here and take advantage of matchups all at that at those positions specifically um, to help take advantage of the Lions' uh, injuries? Uh, C-Dub, how do you feel about it, bro? I feel like they, that we should, uh, especially especially on the defensive side. Javon Dexter, Justin Jones, those guys in the middle have an increase in their play, getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, stuff in the run. So with some backups in there, and I think they shuffled the line a little bit. They, I think they switched the guy from guard position to the tackle position. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, we should be able to take advantage of that. Am I going to uh, – uh, go out on a limb and say that they just dominate or something like that. I, I want to wait and see, but they should be able to. Now, when you talk about uh, the offense going against some of the defensive players that's missing, um, we definitely need it. Uh, we need that extra help. We need help from the football gods, um, but I don't think they should be concentrating on that. I think the Bears should be concentrating on doing their job uh, the best that they could. And don't worry who's on the opposite side of the field when I'm speaking about the offense. Facts. I mean, me personally, I think that the Bears, the last game, they fit, they should feel like they let one slip away. Yeah. But you got to expect the Detroit Lions to come out on this one and uh, put their best foot forward, to be honest with you, because now that I believe they should be more prepared and be thinking like the Chicago Bears. Hey, we we, we, we almost let one slip away, but we got yeah. it. Now we got to put our best foot forward to come out here and play. The Chicago Bears need to be like, hey, we let one slip away. We need to have a go out here and have a complete game. I, when it comes down to the matchups, I'm looking at it like this. Last five games for the Detroit Lions, they've given up over 330 yards passing yes. and over 100 yards rushing to the opposing teams. The Chicago yeah. Bears should be able to move the ball. But again, it's just going to come down to can you complete the game? So I think they're they going to have their opportunities. But it's about, hey, you and you in front of your home crowd this time. Yeah. You're going to have everything in your favor. You got to come out and put it on wax, baby. Facts. I look at one key thing, especially with the uh, line, the injury to Enazoni, however you pronounce his name. They have the linebackers have difficulty in coverage against tight ends and running backs. We got Roshan Johnson healthy. We got Cole Komet healthy. Yeah. Do you think that that could be one of the big things that this offense needs to look at and attacking that that area for the uh, from the Detroit Lions for us to be able to to get two parts of our of our game that have been strengths for us? Do you think that that could be a big part in this game as well? 
Oh, that's when you want to, uh, specifically when you say to attacking linebackers. Yeah, that what means you would be attacking the middle of the field. That's true. We don't attack the middle, and we that's don't great. attack. The that's middle. a great. Point. That's a great fucking point, bro. That's a, that's facts. That's a great point. You got you got to have a you got to have a, a offensive coordinator that says, "Oh, bet they left the middle open. Let's get it." Uh, Lou Getzi says, "Oh, the middle's open. Screen." Scream. <laughs> Scream. Oh Scream. my God. They're showing this. I know exactly what to call. <laughs> Let me pick. Scream. <laughs> oh, That's crazy. Lord. That's wild, man. Like I, I like I really hope that Lou Getzi can take advantage of like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the Bears, and I, I said this before, it's not that the, I'm saying the Bears should be favored or anything like that, even with their injuries. The Detroit Lions are a better football team than the Chicago Bears. But here's what I'll say. Smart team, smart. And this this goes back to, I said this over on Bleach Report. I think it wasn't here. But we need to start seeing at some point this offseason, everybody knows Lou Getzi's gone. I want to see Justin Fields change some goddamn plays. Because listen, if yeah. Luke Getzey calls a screen and you see them and you see that the middle is open, call a goddamn audible and let's attack the middle. And then look over at Luke Getzey and be like, bye, bitch. We got four more <laughs> weeks to your ass. I can't wait for you to go. Facts, because my man's uh, like, and that's the whole thing. And I seen it from somebody on Twitter. I ain't going to act like I came up with it, but I feel like it was a valid point. They said, bro, you got five games left. And there's a lot of talk about another coach coming in to take your job, but yet you still come out here and coach like you scared. What are you scared of? That's what I'm saying. What are you scared of is my point. Because if you got, you got like, the let's keep it a buck. The Bears been in a lot of games this year. It's yeah. been a lot of games they've been in. And then you go to being coaching scared not to lose the game. And then what happens? You lose the game. Yeah. Grow some cojones for once and go out here and coach and without being scared, bro. What do you have to lose? You know, it's other guys that's about to come in here or that's being talked about are coming in here and taking your job. Coach. You know what? I'll proclaim this. I think the, uh, the last couple weeks, Lou Getzey calling screens has been the laughing stock of the NFL. <laughs> it has got national coverage. Bro. Uh, bro, uh, bro like. Reddick was able to call think, it out. I'm like, yes. hold on. <laughs> so I think this is, he's going to have, just just for all the pressure from around the, the football world, we're going to probably see less screens. But are you going to take advantage of middle? You heard what my man Drip said. They got a missing linebacker in the middle. You got great. Uh, you got Roshan Johnson, uh, Big Cole Komet, White Rhino. You can Foreman also maybe coming back. Yes, you can use receivers. Whatever happened to our other tight end? Matter of fact, Robert Tanya. Robert Tanya. Has he been? Uh, has he been playing? Yeah, he's been out there. Hell, he he was injured, I think, for a while, but he's been playing. Yeah. Wow, he playing. This is like the first time I thought of him in a long time. I'm like, because you, well, man. you know what? With double tight end sets, the thing that makes the most sense with double tight end sets is running the slant route. You know what? Luke Getzey doesn't know how to do is run a fucking slant route. <laughs> it's crazy, ain't it? It'll be a part. That's the perfect route for DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney, bro, and Tyler Scott. Like, Tyler like Scott. literally, this this is why I like I like real talk. I understand the talk around maybe they potentially look to keep on Matt Eberflus, but I am not entertaining a single fucking thought on keeping Lou Getz. If they come back and Ryan Pohl says, hey, yeah, we're going to go ahead and, you know, we feel really confident in it, whatever it is, if it if it does not end and Lou Getz is up out of here, bro, I'm losing all faith in this front office, bro. 
Well, you Thanks. have to. You have to. That, that that's just that's a fireball offense for Ryan Poles. Bro. Come on, come on, bro. You can't you can't be too proud. You can't have that much pride and ego, bro. Get that fucker out of here, dude. He is I mean, I think they see it, bro. I mean, bro, we we just we guys that come up here and, and we do what we do on Chicago Bears Central. These guys get paid millions of dollars to evaluate this team. You mean yeah. to tell they you gotta see it, especially like I don't know what, what the conversation was, but the gesture of doing this and basically saying they keep doing the same thing over and over again, or he could have been saying, Let's pick it up. You bro, he he's a former NFL player, so he knows what the hell. Like, bro, like we got to do something else because you literally could have got some of your players injured with running twenty damn screens in the game because they started to sniff it out go? in the last game. Why did he do this? Why did that story? I missed out on. I mean, it was just a gesture. I don't know what he what was said, but it was a uh, you know they they had a little. You know, pan over with the cameras with Ryan Pose looking over. We don't know who he was talking to, but he was like this. You know what I'm saying? Could have meant okay. a number of things. I ain't gonna yeah, say yeah. that he said one thing or not, but yeah. it, it it was it was definitely during the Chicago Bears offensive series. So he had to be meaning something. It means something to me. He wasn't saying bring me another shot, was he? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that bring me another shot here. <laughs> I don't know. Ryan Poles is a peculiar ass dude. He may call for, for another shot like that. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe you never know. But as we talked about some injuries, we got to talk about some key matchups and where the Bears could get absolutely cooked. The first one that I want to talk about in this one is Jameer Gibbs, who did kill the Bears down Man. the stretch of that game last time. Do you think that the Bears, with the improvement, especially in that uh, pass catching coming out that backfield, do you think with the improvement that we see not only from the line, the linebacking core, the secondary, do you think we're going to be able to to contain? I won't even say stop. I know I'll put it on the list to stop. Uh, like, can we contain Jameer Gibbs down the stretch of this of this game? Jameer Gibbs is just an awesome talent. When I just think of him, all I think is explosion. Yeah. So when you think of a guy like this, you cannot put a linebacker on this kid. It's just not going to work. You're going to have to get one of those, Kyler Gordon, somebody to get to stay with this kid. He's just too explosive for those bigger linebackers. And you still might not even win that matchup because the kid is just explosion, bro. And they got Monty out there. You know, he can't catch out the backfield. Bro. You got to worry about Monty. Forget Monty. Me, That's me the hairline. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Bob. My bad. Me personally, I don't give a damn how they do it. You just better do it. This is the After the last time you played the Lions, Jaquan Brisker, uh, Text Justin Fields and said, we sorry, bro. That was on us. Make up for it now. Come out. Set the tone early. You could slow them down. If the game is out of reach, you know, most teams, they'll be like, ah, we, we up by two touchdowns. Eh, we'll give them a little chunk yards. We'll make them waste time trying to get a touchdown and try to keep it close or whatever. But I don't really care. You just got to come out here and set the tone and set it set the tone early because I think they're going to try to get Montgomery going. And then you're going to, you know, try to use your guy, your explosive guy, you know, in certain sets with that. And then I also, I like Ben Johnson. That's their uh, OC, but he likes to get cute too. So force him to get cute. And then you got to take advantage advantage of that, especially because it, you know, some of those cute plays can result in tackle for losses, fumbles, interceptions, you know, miscommunication amongst those players, especially, you know, depending on what the temperature of the game is. So I don't really care how you get it done. You just better get it done. 
Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. I mean, that, and that's what it comes down to. You cannot allow, like, you got you to gotta find a way to get it done. To Bobby's point, like, you cannot allow Gibbs to come in here and destroy. You just can't. Like, it, it's unacceptable. You know what they're going to do. Like, they, they showed it last time. But, listen, there's another guy in the receiving game as well. Amon St. Brown. Yeah, Amon yeah. Ross St. Brown. Let me say that man's whole entire name because he deserves it. Do you think, like, because they, they've lined him up on the inside. They've lined him up on the outside. Do you think Kyler Gordon can, can help? kind of slow him down as well in this game. I think he did a pretty good job last game, uh, especially uh, not at the end there, at the end of the game when we lost the game there. But I think he did a particularly good job. I think we fell back into a prevent type of defense way too early in the in the end of the game there, and that's where he got loose and he got active. He got on fire a little bit. Uh, I like the way we played him. I think we could be okay against St. Brown. It was It was okay. I just don't like don't don't keep being aggressive, Eberflus. Don't fall back into the prevent defense. They eat that up every time. Eat it up. Yeah, I think that for me, if when it comes down to that of trying to contain a guy like Amara St. Brown, you got to give him credit. You know what I'm saying? He could definitely make some plays and give his offense, a, you know, a jolt or some energy. And I think it's just gonna come down to Matt Eberflus. Hey, it starts with the front, front foe. Yeah, it's that, that's who it starts with in, in just about any game, especially yeah. this game. You got to contain uh, Montgomery. He's going to be returning to Soldier Field in the opposition's uniform. <laughs> the crowd going to be loud. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So the best way to do it is to shut it down, slow all those guys down, but both of those guys down, and you got to leave from that. And then that's when you can open things up and allow your guys in the back end to be able to make plays. You know what I'm saying? Because – and it's not all about uh, interception because, you know what I'm saying, I think he had three interceptions and a fumble last game yeah, talking did. about Jerry Goff. But yeah. you, that's not always going to happen. But you can neutralize him by forcing three and outs, by forcing bad passes, by forcing him to miss opportunities. So I believe that all that starts with up front. You got to get your defensive guys to get going for sure. Completely yeah. agree with you there. Completely agree with you. Like, and And – that goes to like Luke Getz. I'm not Luke Getz because God, he hasn't called shit. Matt Eberflus has, has seemed like he's also, as he's started calling plays, has grown to understand the strength of his players even better than what he did before, right? Yes. It really seems like he has the pulse on that. We still don't run the best system for him. We know we're better in man coverage. We still run this antiquated zone system, but it does. I will give Matt Eberflus a little bit of credit. I'm going to give him is that he does understand what the strengths and weaknesses are, especially in the secondary. And I think, and I do trust him to be able to contain St. Brown. I just do. And, you know, to Bobby's point, you're not going to get a bunch of interceptions. He's not going to come in and throw three interceptions. If he does again, shout out. Y'all got the the story on, on, on him. But I think the way that the secondary started to perform I think it's it's starting to get to the place where we can rely and feel safe in the fact that they are going to perform well. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be able to shut it down, but they are going to be able to compete well enough. You still need pressure from that front seven. But I think I, I, I trust this secondary for some reason on how they're going to perform against St. Brown. I just really do. I, I agree with you. The secondary has been our best group throughout the season in, in, in total to me. I think it's the key and you are absolutely right, nephew, is we got to get pressure on Jared Goff. I don't think he's a traditionally great quarterback at the end of uh, the seasons, especially when it started getting cold outside. Uh, I think he's a statue. He's going to be there when you get there. Uh, If he has a clean pocket, he can kill you. But if you make it reckless for him, and that's probably with every quarterback, but for him particularly, because he don't have, he has zero athleticism. So I, this could be a good game for the for the for the, for the defensive line. 
I ain't giving him five percent. He made the NFL, bro. He got a little bit of athleticism. <laughs> you can't even do the Carlton dance on beat. What you mean? <laughs> that takes I athleticism. They got, I don't think yeah. they got nothing to do with athleticism. If you catch bro, you my drift, you gotta move. No, you don't see. <laughs> you right. What you talking about? That's crazy. Ain't it crazy? That's wild, bro. See, Doug really be living in his own world, bro. Like, yeah, I do. I ain't gonna lie. I bet you listen. I bet you see Dub in his mind does a perfect moonwalk and all he does is slide his feet backwards. That's crazy. That's oh, crazy. Last up, as far as matchups, man, Montez Sweat. When you look at what he's come up oh. against lately, um, but uh Sewell, uh on the lines, can Montez Sweat come in here and put some work? Now, we know that Montez Sweat, he's gotten, what, 18 pressures so far when it comes down to it. But, like, it's really about also how he impacts the other players around him as well. But Montez Sweat is going to be an important matchup for whoever he's lined up against. How you guys feeling? Montez Sweat is definitely one of Ryan Pohl's greatest acquisitions to the Bears, bro. He has completely changed up the defense. I think he's just building up to one of those colossal games that he's going to have this season. I project it's going to happen this season. You know what? I'm going to say it happens against the Detroit Lions, where he get two, three sacks in a game. It just completely dominates the game. Montez Sweat is a real deal, one of the best uh, defensive linemen in the NFL, and I expect him to have his best game this this week against the Detroit Lions. His best I'm game a, as a bet. I'm going to go on the opposite, man. I think that I think he will be effective, but I think that it's going to have to come down to the others. Because I think that Montez Sweat, yeah, uh, going up against Sewell is going to be a tough task. But I believe if he can force the double team, he can mm. free up other guys. I believe the double team is going to come anyway. But that means the other guys got to step up. We've seen Javon Dexter start to pick it up the last yes. two weeks. You've seen yep. Yannick Ngakwe kind of get pressure there. You know what I'm saying? Not really get sacks and things like that, but he got some pressure to uh, you know, allow other guys you know, to get sacks and things like that. And, uh, hey, I got to give Justin Jones a little credit. He looks a little better yeah. with Montez Sweat on that edge. You know what I'm yes. saying? So, yeah. and then you got to see the other, you know, whoever's coming in to fill in, bro, you got to be impactful in this game because I think I, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Montez Sweat is going to be doubled most of the most of the game. And if they do go one-on-one, he got to take advantage of some of those opportunities because I, I believe in, like, a, um, a Sewell. He's solid, bro. He, he is really, really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And I think that with the way that they coach, as far as toughness, they're going to be like, hey, you're going to have your opportunities to go one-on-one, get the job done. So that's going to be the same thing I'm telling Montez Sweat. When you go one-on-one, you got to get the job done, bro. Yeah, I trust yeah. him. Yeah, I, I, listen, great points there. If he's if he's drawing the double team, he's going to free up. Who's going to step up if Sweat is double team, right? Um, I, Javon Dex is playing more and more snaps as well. Let's not forget that he ha- he's going to have some opportunities. Um, and so, yeah, I, I th- when it, when it, also when you look at this defensive line, just the way that they have been able to get way more consistent pressure on the quarterback is just it's something we got to talk about a little bit, and it's going to be important in the game like this also. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's such an indictment on Yannick that that we, that we you guys went straight to Justin Jones, and I did too. Like, I thought he would have a – this is an easier time when uh, Montez Sweat got here, and I ain't really seen to make any plays since – No, he I mean, what he, he's had a sack and a half since Montez Sweat has come here, I believe. So, I mean, he's played better. It's just mm-hmm. – it's just underwhelming. 
Well, yeah. when, you, when you when you start off in the goddamn toilet and you come up to the toilet, <laughs> it's like it's cool, but it still smells like shit. Like it's just right. <laughs> <laughs> that boy wildin'. <laughs> that boy wildin'. <laughs> it still smells like shit. Oh, oh my but, goodness! You know, I mean, it is what it is. There, man. I got I got some faith that this defensive line is gonna be able to come in before. Yeah, bro. Robbie really? Gold ret- retired in the mid-season. Yeah, hey, shout out he to wasn't Robbie. Even Gold. on the team though. I thought he was playing. No, uh, he shout was out to Robbie Gold, bro. Before we go, though, we got to talk about this new stadium. So now the word is that the Bears could be considering building the new stadium where the parking lot currently sits right now for Soldier Field. Now, I know people have heard this and I've seen both sides of it. And I personally, you guys, a lot of you guys know I lived in St. Louis. I actually lived in St. Louis when they built the new Bush Stadium, which they actually overlap where the old bush stadium is and then the old bush stadium they actually built what's called ballpark village and that's not restaurants the shopping centers in there things like that and they really were able to turn that into something that you could still make like people throw parties great parties in there so if the bears do stay kind of on the grounds where soldier field currently is then you know tear down the stadium and and they could maybe build it'll be much smaller version of that entertainment uh, center but do you think that that could be what's best for the city? I always thought, like, try to build where the same where it, over that. Because where Soldier Field is, it's, yeah, it sucks. It's cold in the winter. All that, you get that 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 uh, gust of wind coming right up yeah. there off the Michigan. But it's so it's still iconic. And so if they are able to eventually pivot and build the new, the new stadium where, right by where Soldier Field is now, you maintain a lot of that history. Maybe that's just me as a as a bears fan and just would love to see that how you guys feeling about the potential that happened i agree with you let me ask you a question drip first uh isn't soldier field a national monument it cannot be torn down is that correct is that is that accurate that's what i'm asking i, mean, I, I thought it's, i heard about older, that but i think it's definitely it can't be torn one down. of the oldest you digs yeah um i would i would i would agree with you uh that you definitely try to keep it in Chicago. I mean, it's been Chicago Bears for over a hundred years. Uh, I knew I knew Crook County wasn't yes. gonna give up. That's correct. Oh no, it actually was delisted as an as a national historic landmark in two thousand and six. Oh, okay. So it's okay. no longer considered a national landmark. So you were right up until two thousand and six. It's no longer c- considered that. So there you go. Okay, but sure. I think we should stay at Chicago. And did we think that Crook County would let the Bears just leave and leave <laughs> all that money? <laughs> did you think they was going to just let them take all that money to Arlington Heights? I knew it was going to be a fight. <laughs> I knew it. Lori Lightfoot somewhere right now smiling yeah. ear to ear with a little ugly ass. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is bro. Chicago, bro. Stop it. They, you just ain't going to just walk out our life. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, man, I'm to be honest with you, I'm not even mad at it. Like at the end of the day, get the job done, bro. And to be honest with you, I ain't want to travel to Arlington Heights, but I was up for. (laughs) 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 You got to warn me, Drip. (laughs) See, I'm cool with Beetlejuice, but that other person, Joe, that shit always made me go up. But <laughs> but I, I I I'm good with letting it sit within the city, man. What better yeah. way than to have it within the city? Like uh, I visited Atlanta. I've been to Truist Park where the Atlanta, Atlanta Braves play, and they got like an entertainment district as well. And it's bunch of restaurants, bunch of things to do with you, with you, you know, with family and things like that. And bringing that 
within the city of Chicago, man, and not the outskirts, the suburban area. Mm. I think that, man, that'll just add to, you know, the hype of Chicago Bears football because you can go catch the game, get drunk, tailgate, watch the game, enjoy the district, you know, and then after mm. the game, you could still go not too That'd far. You can go see Buckingham Fountain. You can go yeah. see Cloud Gate or the Bean, as some or most of us call it. It's it's all right there in the vicinity of the stadium. I wouldn't be yeah. too mad at it, but hey, whatever is whatever's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Because yeah, I yeah. wouldn't, to be honest, I I didn't find the idea that the city of Chicago laid out to be bad. You know what I'm saying? Put a new roof on the uh the stadium, add new renovations to it, and then you start building out that district. I wasn't too mad at that. So just yeah. get the job done and make sure it's right. But I do I do believe that the city of Chicago deserves that, especially with so much that we've been through. Support yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just don't think that renovating the current soldier field is, is worth it. Like it's that's a small not, stadium. Like it just like don't get me wrong, it, it, it mm -hmm. it's it's something special about it, but like you at this some point you do still have to make money, and the bears are missing out on a lot of potential money because they True. do have such a small stadium. Like it's that's it's extremely small now compared to the other stadiums in the NFL. So you know, and it's funny because I think like I believe like thirty something years ago it was like the fifth largest, and now like it's what it's the smallest stadium in the NFL. Yeah, so that's how much time has passed up, and like yeah. you can't keep and keep in mind too, the Bears don't make a lot of money off that because they don't own it. They want Bad. to own a stadium, so yeah. if they do end up, I'm sure part of the the whole conversation is going to be them taking on a larger part of the ownership and then yeah. you know maybe the city does own part of the the entertainment system but you got you got to you got to modernize you do as much as I'm we're trying to modernize this team yeah. you got you got to come up with the times or otherwise eventually and I know people are going to say it'll never happen, but listen, if the Bears don't start making more money off concessions, off just the team owning the stadium, owning some of the land, they will at some point leave Chicago. It may never be in our lifetimes. We may never see it, but it yeah. will happen at some point in time if you can't build a more modern stadium. And not even Chicago. just that. What about concerts, other events, you know that what I'm too? saying? Yeah. Things like yeah. that, because you can, you see other stars go to them. Well, it was Staples Center, but now Crypto.com or whatever the hell the name yeah. is. But they make so much money just because, you know, big time artists come there and they do their shows. Hip hop, rap, R&B, whatever, everything. And yeah. the Bears are missing out on a lot of that money, too. And you see the Chicago Bulls benefit off of that because of their yeah. stadium. You know what I'm saying? You see artists and other people show up to their stadium. I'm pretty sure the Bears want to get in that. And let's talk about the domino effect because I tell you what, if the Bears do build a new indoor stadium that will get some of those concerts in, and I know people are like, uh -oh. I see somebody say indoor stadiums are whack, but listen, it's the modern days going to you make more money off of it. Uh -huh. The domino effect of that is that it's going to be forced the Bulls and, and uh -oh. the McCaskies to do, and the Schultz to do something with the United Center. Because let's be clear, I love the United Center. It's way more modern than Soldier Field. But if you go to some of these other basketball arenas, That's you'll start it. realizing that you, you see is close to being like Soldier Field, where it's going to get passed up at some yeah. point in time. Yeah, the United Center getting long in the tooth now. Yeah. It, it, it's been around mm -hmm. for a long time. Oh, yeah. Now, I did want to ask y'all a second question. Um. Is they talking that parking lot along Lakeshore Drive there by yes. the, uh, that center over there? Oh, that'll be dope. Yeah, by McCormick Place. Yeah. Yeah, by McCormick Place. That'll be dope right there. That's a big old. I think that's pretty right good there. too. Because McCormick Place not a bad little setup. For the either. entertainment center or for the right. for the for the arena. For the mm -hmm. arena. Okay. That'll be dope. Thanks. But hey, I got the big the biggest question tonight, the most important question of the night. Because this motherfucker, who who went in this raw? Like who saw this and said, you know what? That's cool. No strap needed. 
That's crazy to me. Oh, That's the problem, Hayes. They got the strap. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Lori don't swing away. Lori don't swing on a straight pendulum. <laughs> hey, she was drinking. The motherfucker got to drink that jungle juice you was drinking the other day. For <laughs> All right, the show's over. We done. It's time to get up out of here. Oh, shit. That shit hurt my <laughs> He said, that's the thing. She got the strap. I'm done. I'm done. The joke's done. It's finished. Bobby won. It's it. I'm done. That's wild. Bro. Oh, man. Bruh. Anything left, fellas, before we get up out of here? Damn. Oh, man. Damn. I know the Lord ain't don't make no mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> But damn, can we talk about it? Oh man, <laughs> that's crazy, bro. Like some man. of y'all be hitting anything, and I need y'all to want better for yourself. Because imagine somebody showing up, you got to explain to somebody this is your baby mama. Like, come on, bro. That's come on, crazy. Lori. Come on, that's Lori Mo. Lori Mo. Lori Life is never gonna be on this show. So there you go, bro. It's never gonna happen. They talking about she look like the granddad from Boondocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, bro. That's wild. Damn, That's bro. crazy, bro. That's, That's different. That hit. There's different. truly somebody out there for anybody, fellas. Bobby, go ahead and send this off, brother. Hey, well, That's man, crazy. y'all make sure y'all stay in tune. This is only the beginning. We still going to be rocking and rolling. If you want more for me and C-Dub, hit us up on Shy Boys Podcast. And you can follow Hayes on all social media platforms at CEO Hayes. Y'all make sure y'all tune in and bear down for the show. Man, uh, y'all want to follow the show, you can do so at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Chicago Bear Central, gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail, the number to do so, they cutting up in the chat. 773-242-9336. We the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Shy Town up. Bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.